Welcome to the Modern Math Teacher Podcast, the podcast that will help you use today's best teaching strategies to ignite and excite your students in math class and maybe even make it the best part of their day. Hey, I'm Kristen Moore, a longtime believer that math is so much more than just solving fracks. I went from teaching straight from a textbook to implementing project-based learning and boosting student engagement in my class each and every day along the way. I'm here to give you the PD you need to successfully do the same with your students. Are you up for it? Let's do this. Hey there, Modern Math Teacher. Welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to talk about grading and how I introduce our grading practices to our students. So thinking back to your gradebook from last year, have you ever gotten to like the end of the semester and you looked at your gradebook and thought to yourself that something just doesn't seem right? Maybe some student showed a lot of progress over the semester, but their grade is still pretty low, or somebody else's grade is really high despite the fact that most of their test scores were pretty low. If so, you may need to rethink your grading practices. And in today's episode, I'm sharing how I introduce my preferred grading method, mastery-based grading, with my students. Before we dive in, I think it's important to know that I've done a lot of work around assessment and grading. I've taught in both traditional and mastery-based models and have participated in and facilitated PD around competency-based education and a mastery-based system. I've researched, I've practiced, and I've taught with these models for over a decade. And there's a reason I'm really confident in my choice about using the mastery-based grading method in my classroom. And I think you're going to love it too. Since we're going to spend some time talking about mastery-based grading, let's get clear on exactly what we mean because it can look different in a lot of classrooms. Mastery-based grading is an approach to grading that shifts the perspective from point gathering to demonstration of understanding of subject matter. Instead of looking at a test, and scoring a student at 75% because they missed one quarter of the questions, I would look at the questions that they did complete successfully and see where those fit into a mastery scale and award them a score from there. Most of my work with mastery-based grading is based on the practices of Robert Marzano, whose work focuses on learning goals and development and demonstration of proficiency. So if you're interested in more of his work, I definitely suggest the art and science of teaching, and I will link that in the show notes. With Marzano's framework in mind, it's important to note that he uses a four-point scale that includes half steps for partial demonstration of success at the next level. And in the system that he has developed, a mastery level of 3.0 indicates that a student has successfully mastered the material at the level and intent of the learning goals. A 4.0 means that they have taken that learning above and beyond their expectation, perhaps applying it to new and novel ways of addressing a related or more complex learning goal. A 2.0 indicates that a student is developing proficiency and is able to meet a simpler learning goal, which is a prerequisite for that primary 3.0 learning goal. And in his system, a 1 indicates that a student uh, can demonstrate partial success of 2 and 3.0 content with help, and a zero is that they have no ability to demonstrate understanding of the goals, even with help. One thing to note here is that the primary learning goal is at the 3.0 level. Now, if I were to just say you got a three out of four on a four-point scale, students and parents would misconstrue that as a 75% or a C and a weak understanding, when instead it's mastery of the learning goal. So this communication and shift in thinking is going to be key for us in getting our students and our stakeholders on board. Now that we're clear on the what of mastery-based grading, let's explore why we want to use this in the classroom. 
why you should adopt this in your classroom, and why students should be excited that your course works this way. The real reason here is because mastery is based on growth and understanding. And we know that not everyone learns at the same pace, and not everyone will learn the same content to the same extent as others. And neither of those things should punish a student. A switch to mastery is a shift in valuing the learning instead of just the output. As a teacher, using mastery-based grading, you'll gain deeper insight into what your students know and understand rather than just how many questions they can correctly answer or how often they turn in their homework on time. The grades in your gradebook are going to tell you a new story about growth and perseverance of your student. You'll see a reduction in that grade inflation, right? Goodbye grade boost for bringing in tissue boxes and hello to grades that show an accurate measurement of a student's understanding and not their compliance. And as a teacher, you'll better be able to differentiate to support your students who are demonstrating mastery at a variety of levels. As a student, the objective shifts from gaming the system and doing all the studenting things and collecting points to actually prioritizing the learning. This can help reduce the stress of trying to meet all those compliance requirements and instead allow the student to progress more at their own pace and learn material in a way that's more personal and meaningful to them. It's my job to help communicate that to students when I teach them about the way we use mastery-based grading in our classroom. So let's dig into that. Launching a new school year and introducing students to the mastery-based learning model is a three-step process. Really, it's like a three-discussion process. Step one is to discuss current grading practices and uncover implicit bias. Step two, discuss what grades and assessment should be based on. And step three, tell your students your mastery-based plan. Let's dive into each of those steps. In step one, we have to get our students thinking about and talking about grading practices. So during the first week or so of school, I lead my students in a discussion around a variety of grading practices that are pretty common. Things like random weighting of categories, the use of extra credit, reducing points for late work, inflating grades with that extra credit, and so on. And what we uncover is that the system is flawed and most often shows bias. As you can imagine, uh, especially teenage students, don't like feeling like they're being treated unfairly or that they should be missing out on something. And that is what catapults us into discussion number two. What should we grade and what should their grade reflect? So in the second round of discussion, I ask my students what they think they should be graded on. And you've got to be careful here to make sure you're asking the right questions, okay? Questions like, should your grade be based on how timely you are with submitting your work or the demonstration of understanding and capability that you show in that work? Should your grade be based on if you are able to master a skill or when you are able to master that skill? Should your grade be based on how many assignments you completed or how well you understood the material covered in those assignments? If you struggle with a skill like graphing or solving equations at the beginning of the year, but do it with ease by the end of the year, should those early scores count towards your final grade? Using questions like those, I'm able to set up the conversation to revolve around how the grading practices we use in our classroom, a mastery-based grading system, is going to be more equitable for them. And that brings us to conversation three, which is really more of an unveiling than a conversation at this point. 
and to the time where I let them know what's what, that I value learning over compliance, and I want their grades to be a true reflection of what they know and can do in math class, not a collection of points based on how well they complied, how well they studented, how many errors they did or didn't make on that learning journey, just what they know. I let them know we have a 4.0 mastery-based system that they are likely familiar with. I let them know we have a 4.0 mastery-based system that they're likely familiar with from earlier grades. While using that system, we'll be tracking their progress and demonstration of mastery of learning goals in our class. I explained that a two means they've got the basics down. A three means they've met the goal and a four means that they've taken it to the next level. And I let them know that on every type of assessment we take in class, there will be built-in opportunities to demonstrate all those skill levels so I can accurately assess where they're at at any specific moment in time. And that ultimately their grade is based on their final understanding of a set of learning goals within a unit or within a semester. This conversation often ends with kids being excited and happy and hopeful for a successful year in math. And when teaching a class like Algebra 2 that often causes unnecessary anxiety already, that's a feeling I'm really happy with. How this all shakes out in my school's traditional gradebook system, well, that is for sure a tale for another time. So make sure to click follow or subscribe so you can tune back in and see how I marry mastery-based grading with a traditional gradebook. If you want to learn more about mastery-based learning and grading practices and how I've mastered that in my classroom, you can head on over to morethanjustx.com slash mastery and grab my guide, The Five Secrets to Mastering Mastery in your math class, or I'll link it here in the show notes. And if you are ready to go all in, you can just grab the Mastery Scale Checklist, where I take the exact process that I've used to write Mastery Scales, and I've broken it down for you step by step so that you can follow along and create your own scales for your classroom. I'll make sure to link that here as well. Best wishes to you, my friend, on your mastery-based journey, and make sure to send me your questions by hitting up my DMs on Instagram at morethanjustx, or start a conversation with all of us in the modern math teachers movement. Till next time, guys. Keep it real. Thanks for tuning in to find out today's tips and tricks. Continue the conversation and join the movement to boost student engagement and make math more meaningful inside the Modern Math Teachers Movement on Facebook. Till next time, keep it real. Keep it real.